We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Hello, welcome back to Spilling the LT. My name is Lisa Shulgin, and I am one of the attorneys and the director of education for Lawyer's Title. And I am really excited uh, for our guests to be with us today. Not only because one of them is super nervous, <laughs> but no, I'm just joking, but I'm really excited because we're going to have some great information for you all. So without further ado, I'm going to send it over to Christine to introduce yourself. Let us know who you brought. I'm Christine McLean, and I am responsible for sales in Collin County. And today I have brought our special guest, Nick Royer. He is not only a proud father to a 10-year-old little girl, but he's also an entrepreneur. He is a social media influencer. <laughs> he is a workout guru. All the things. Uh, All the things. Yes. Thank Nick, we're so glad you're, really nice. you're with us. Thank you. Okay, so before we get started, I, I said I wasn't going to talk a lot, but... Because you're like a social media guru, do you know what, do you know what spilling the tea is? Let's scale back the word guru, but <laughs> spilling the tea, I actually just got familiar with that term not too long ago. Tea is like gossip, right? Yeah. Yeah, like give me the tea. Yes. I just learned that a couple of years ago. Yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna spill some tea today. Let's get spill it. some LT, I, love I should it. say. <laughs> I'm ready. So we became friends, what, about a year ago, yeah. I'd say? Yeah, and actually just about it. Exactly right. A year ago. So going back to the social media mm -hmm. influencer, I would say, or guru, um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she bought a home. We had just become friends on Facebook and Instagram, and she needed her fence stained. Mm -hmm. Your constant advertising on your social media is what actually brought you our business, mm -hmm. right? So... Tell us a little bit how you started your business and your company and how you um, came to Dallas. Yeah. Um, so, 2000, so about 10 years ago, I moved here to have an opportunity to work for a roofing company. I had happened to know one of the owners. I'm, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. So I had an opportunity to move to Dallas, a city I'd never been to before, do roofing, a job I'd never done before. And I had an opportunity to work for a roofing company. And at that point in my life, my daughter was only a year old. And I was willing, I was ready to, to make a transition because um, I was working in the fitness industry before. So I came here and within, uh, I think it was 10 days after I moved here and I was more so shadowing, like having an opportunity to see what the position entailed. We got a F3 tornado, catastrophic hailstorm. Oh, wow. So I saw the instant demand and right. the instant need for a quality roofer. And I was given a little bit of training, a little bit of guidance. Um, but for the most part, I mean, 10 days in, like less than two weeks in a new position, it was baptism by fire. Um, so I just kind of figured it out. And I realized that, like I said, people needed a quality roofer, somebody that was honest, somebody that was transparent, somebody that was followed through on, on their word. And I, I really liked it. I liked never being exposed to Hailstorm. It was almost fascinating how lucrative the business is in Dallas. Right. So I learned the business. Um, I'm not going to say inside it out because I'm still constantly learning. I'm still, you know, I, I tell people I'm failing my way to success. So I'm still failing every day. But a year and a half later, I had learned enough that I felt I was confident to start my business. Um, well, in, in that hailstorm, I mean, your business itself is like a hailstorm, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you saw so much in that first year and a half that, you, yeah. like you said, you had the confidence to 
yeah. to move forward. Yeah, so I contacted my one of my best friends from high school at the time. I had recruited him to work with that company with me, just so I kind of had a buddy to work with. He's my business partner. So we started the company um, about just over, if I moved here, I don't know, like about seven, eight years ago. Um, and there's been a lot of fun, crazy things that we've done, you know, that we've learned along the way. But we've grown the business to 31 project managers. We cover the whole Metroplex. Uh, this year I expanded to Austin, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Cleveland, Ohio. And we take on commercial projects all over the country. That's so amazing. And it's been a massive learning curve, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Tell yeah. us a little bit about um, everyone that works for you. How yeah. did they all, um, you moved them all from Ohio, yeah. right? So oh, being, really? Yeah, so, mm -hmm. well, so being from Cleveland, Ohio, when I started the company the first year, my business partner, him and I, in my opinion, make such a good team because we're, I'm not gonna say polar opposites because we get along so well and we have a lot in common, yeah. but we have drastic differences. He is a little bit more introverted and he's extremely intelligent, okay? <laughs> I, I love what do you guys say about yourself? I, 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 really, love, yeah. I love talking to people and I'm just not that smart. Oh, I so know that. we make a great team. Um, so the first year we agreed, let's stick to our strengths, right? If you are confident in doing sales, you're the sales guy, you're the, you're the guy that's out knocking doors every day, right. generating business, you're just gonna do that. Right. Mike, my business partner, he did everything else. He, ordered the materials, he ran the, you know, the admin, he ran the back office. So we made a great team. So the first year we made a lot of, we're always making mistakes, but the first year we made a ton of mistakes. As you guys know, the hardest thing right now, one of the hardest things about having a sustainable, successful company is good workers, right? Good crews, good people Absolutely. behind your back. So the first year we went through a lot of the trial and error of finding right crews. Second year, we made a lot of progress and we felt confident enough after the second year of business that we were gonna really make a conscious effort to really expand. So we had moved nine, nine or 10 guys from Cleveland, Ohio. We gave them the opportunity and I got everybody acclimated towards the process of selling, going door to door, how to dress, how to stand, how to talk, how to conduct yourself, um, body language, mannerisms, everything. And it's, it's a grueling process going door to door, but that's, that was my niche. That was my comfort zone of how I found a way to help more people penetrate a market and, and get leads and get sales and have a company. So I taught everybody how to knock doors. And that's a completely different beast, right? But three months after we had moved 10 guys to Dallas, Texas, we got hit. And it, this was the storm that we got really bad in Plano and Wiley. Yeah. So we went from doing a roof a day the year before in business to eight roofs a day. Oh my gosh. We went from doing seven to 800,000 in revenue the year before to we to 18 million wow. that year. So that was a third year in business where I felt confident going into it that we could really make an impact and help people. But after the end of that third year where we expanded, that's when I kind of realized we had something really special. Yeah. So when I first started the company, I did everything I could in my power to get everybody to work with me. It's a great job. You could make a good living for yourself and it's not that hard. Because to me, it's not that hard. I could go up to anybody right now and I can strike up a conversation. Right. I like that. I love that. Okay. That's not everybody. So in the beginning, when I started recruiting people, I told them everything they needed, they wanted to hear. Then you go through the growing pains of, well, not everybody's wired. Right. right. Maybe right? not everyone's the best fit. Of, exactly. Yeah. So I do the opposite now. And one of the things that I feel has contributed to us building a good brand is that when I, first off, I don't really actively recruit people, but if I see something that I feel will benefit the brand, then I'll, then I'll definitely talk to them, but I had more people coming to me 
every day on social media. That, not every day, every week. On a weekly basis, I get pursued from somebody that will give me a direct message like a DM, are you hiring? And so I do that. I try to outsell them. I try to sell them on why it's not for them. I tell them all the bad things about the position as opposed to telling all the good things. That's so interesting. So it's almost like the takeaway. Yeah. I would love to work with you. You don't want to work with me. <laughs> well, I see what you do and I see the car that you drive. And I see the house you live in. And I see where you travel to and it seems like you have a nice lifestyle. And I'm like, but you don't want, this isn't for everybody. They think well, it's easy. Yeah. And that's the same in our industry yeah. as well. And it sounds like as opposed to, like you said, really recruiting and you want to make sure that now you're smart about having the right fit. Yeah. The people that stick with you and having having those people yeah. long long term. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's why I feel we really kind of hit stride these last like two three years because I've taken that approach towards telling people why this isn't the right job for them, and so subconsciously they don't realize I'm doing this. But yeah. now it turns into them selling me on why they want the position. Yeah, why they're a good fit right. for you. So so what happens is they is I have these people these these people that want to come on board the company, I, I have them sell me. They don't realize they're doing this, but they're selling me on why they're right for the company. Right. They're selling me on why they'll do whatever it takes. They'll sell me on why they'll represent the brand. They'll sell me on how they're going to work so hard. They're going to sell me on how, no matter how hard times get, they're still going to pull through. So then what happens is when things get tough, I call them and I go, you know, on this day, on this time, you don't know this, but I took these notes of our conversation and you told me you were gonna do this when things got hard. Yeah. And you sold me on the fact that you're right for this position. And you told me that no matter how hard it got, you would still be resilient. So what do, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they sell me on one position and then I go back to them and go, do you remember at one point you sold yourself on it? And so sales in my, it's, it's wording, right? Uh, every day I go, I canvas, I solicit, I, uh, I go door to door. Um, I network. Well, it's all the same thing, right? And there's a perception. Perception is reality. I'm, I'm giving my opinion. But when people say I go to door for a living, what's the perception I'm going door to door? When people say I solicit all day, what's the perception on somebody saying I, I solicit for a living? Yeah. Solicit what? Right. Right. So it's the wording. Yeah. It's the verbiage tied into your action behind what you do. So I go door to door. And well, I just, and that's how you generate all your business yeah. for the most part. And obviously we market to a lot of realtors back in the day. They used to go door to door. We have a, an app that we actually, um, that some of our realtors utilize. Would you encourage these realtors to go back to door knocking or, I mean, I know that you're successful at it, but not everybody is. Yeah. Um, now what avenues do you use? So what's most successful for you? I, I would encourage anybody that does anything selling any product that a homeowner would benefit from, I advertise going door to door. Now, that's not to say that should be the only source of lead generating, but in my opinion, a year of door to door knocking consistently five days a week for six to eight hours a day, in my opinion, is more beneficial it's gonna be controversial, just as, if not more beneficial than sitting in a classroom setting for four hours, or for eight hours a day, for four years, learning from somebody, but you're not actually practicing the things that you're learning. In my opinion, I think that the experience you get from door to door, when you read somebody's body language, you read their, like I said, their mannerisms, their demeanor, right. eye contact, shoulders, right? How they stand, how they lean, how they sit, how they dress, how they talk, the pitch of their voice, the sound of their voice their eyes when they talk. Everything that somebody's saying about them is telling them everything about them. And when you go door to door and you have that physical 
in-person reaction, you are learning so more, so much more. You are extracting so much more information yeah. about your potential client as opposed to sitting on a phone. That's not to say you can't generate our leads on the phone, okay? But I think door-to-door is the absolute hidden gem of of sales. It depends on the product. Right. But if I, I'm sticking to this. I think if you have a product that a homeowner would benefit from, I think that door-to-door is one avenue or platform that everybody should be using to generate leads. So did, see the word platform? Yeah. Gen, did you, you know? did you, what did you do to supplement though during COVID when you can't, you can't knock on people's doors. You can't be face to face. Like what did you do? Why, why can't you? Well, I mean, I'm talking by myself. I right. certainly wouldn't have opened the door and been face right. to face with someone during exactly. COVID. Yeah. So did, was that a struggle at all? Or did you find people like me that were like, <laughs> don't get yeah. near me? So uh, what did that, you do? I said, who? I, the reason why I replied, why can't you? Is because that's like a challenge. That's like a way to inter, right? To get your perception right. on, on, on COVID. Right. So the first, it took me about a week when COVID really hit, when it, when it was really a thing, yeah. February, March, I kind of started to have... Like, I, I'm gonna call it a pity party because one of the people that I uh, am inspired by, his name is David Goggins. And so he calls them like pity parties that people have in themselves where you play the victim. So the first week that COVID really hit, I really had a pity party. I said to myself, you know, it's okay to have just an okay year. It's okay to just have a year off. It's okay to just not kill it, so to speak, every single year. This might just have to be the year that you really take a step back. You're gonna have to be comfortable not selling as much. You're gonna have to be comfortable not being as successful. And then after a week went by, I just kept telling my re- myself reasons on why, why can't, why not? So then I started selling myself on reasons why I'll have not only the same year that I typically have, but a better year. So I started selling myself on the fact of, what's your objective? My objective is to help people. How do you help people? Door to door has been fantastic. Okay. So don't you need to talk to people at the door? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So isn't everybody home? Okay. Well, you made so here we such are a good point. Yeah. in a pandemic and Everyone's everybody is home. home. So I started selling myself on, you know what? This is everything I could have ever dreamed of. Everybody's home. So the year that we really got hit bad with COVID uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we got hit really bad. My sales were more than a typical standard average year because I knocked more, but I got in front of more people. Right. And my average typical standard client is in the suburbs. Frisco, McKinney, Plano, Carrollton, you know, house values between $450,000 and $850,000. I do anything, but that's just like the, if you looked at our database, right? 75% of our customers is what I just explained. Well, these are people that make good money, take care of their home, care about their home, care about keeping up with their home. And these are people that I'm approaching every day going, you know what? If I'm not going to do it right now, when am I ever going to do it? Right. Because I'm home for... Heck, I don't even, I'm working out of home until I don't even, indefinite. Right. And so that's what I found. And so I just started, after the first week of having a pity party, I realized, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. This is everything you could have wanted. Not that I'm praying for a pandemic. But, <laughs> but it's, your, it's your mindset. Yeah, that, it's just that, your mentality. Yeah. It's the way you approach everything. It's yeah. the way you, you know, are you optimistic or pessimistic? Are you making the best of it or are you just complaining? So that was a very good example of how door to door, it requires a lot of resilience need a lot of confidence, but I don't know. I just started telling, I I found that more times that I sell myself on why I can do it, I would have more success. Yeah. And whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. And that's something I've stuck to for years now. It's true. I say I can do it. I'm going to do it. I tell myself I'm not going to do it. Probably not going to do it. So the pandemic was a great opportunity for me to help more people, but more so realize 
just a more more confidence in my product. It's one thing to be have a recession proof product, but it's another thing to have a pandemic proof product. Yeah, that's true. Right. So I took that and social media and I just used it to my advantage. And it absolutely blows my mind. I was we, just going to say, you know, door door knocking is mm -hmm. probably your main source, but mm -hmm. then now social media, yeah. we talked about, you know, a lot of people being ridiculed for posting so much yeah. every day, day to day. Um, is that where you generate some of your business? Social media? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it, it's, I should have the, like, I should have a straight answer. So I apologize, but I, it's important for me to know the exact percentage of all my sales, where they come from. If I had to just throw a number out, I would say that 40% are door to door, 40% are referrals and 20% of social media. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's if a if big had, chunk of your if business. If I had to just completely throw a number out there without even like fact checking, I think that that's probably extremely accurate. So, so what, what do you do specifically on social media? Uh, so I'm, so I'm passionate about fitness. So, so the, the biggest promise that I made to myself is that I was stay true to myself. What I mean by that is you're not getting an actor, which I know there's a lot. Of, I'm not here to talk bad about people. I'm saying <laughs> I know a lot of people, I know a lot of influencers that give a perception yeah. of their personality on camera or on social media. And then you meet in person and it's a different, it's a completely different person from the way that they look. <laughs> to the bay. With all the filters, yeah, there ain't no yeah. filters. All the stuff you can do, yeah. yeah, and it's just incredible. So the first promise I made to myself is stay true to yourself. Okay, so without me coming up here and acting like I'm Superman, I have bad days, right? Because I'm just like anybody else. There are days that I go through. I don't want to call it depression. But yeah, I mean just bad days, just like everybody else. And on those days, I don't post things, right? Because I feel like I'm being a fraud. I feel like if I get on camera. And I talk about how amazing of a day it is, but deep down, I'm going through something. I'd rather just stick to myself and give me like 24 hours and then I'll come back to it. Yeah. So the first thing is to treat myself. Second thing is I'm passionate about fitness and I work out twice a day, five days a week. So I usually post when I'm working out. I post when I'm going door to door. And then, you know, it's just a good mix of like business, personal with my daughter, you know, when I travel and business. Yeah. So You know, I, I love the fact that you post about different aspects of your life. Cause I feel like I tend to enjoy following people when I see, oh, they do this and, oh, I may, I have something in common with them mm -hmm. or, um, they had this for lunch. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, like, I feel like I like seeing all those aspects, not just business or not just mm -hmm. family or not just, you know, I yeah. like seeing all those different. Well, so you, get, you get a lot of response too, just from your, mm -hmm. your workout videos that mm -hmm. you post. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's inspiring yeah. to a lot of people. You, you made such a good point. What I did was I went through a, a pattern where I was just posting things on social media that I thought people wanted to see. Okay. And then I started asking my customers that I had a really good relationship with, a really good friendship with. Hey, can I ask you something? Yeah, I really need your help. Yeah, what's up? What do you think about social media? Like, rip me to shreds. Rip me to pieces. I value your opinion because I'm not asking this to a lot of people. What do you think? And that's when it clicked. It clicked when I started asking for people's feedback and it was amazing what people told me compared to what I thought. See, I thought people wanted to see what I wanted them to see. That's not true. You hit the big, you made the biggest point. I had a lot of friends say, this, there was a common denominator, which was, I see your work ethic and I respect that. But let me just say something that I hope doesn't rub you the wrong way. There's only a certain point that you could get to where you can only talk about standing offense so much. You can only talk about inspecting roofs so much. I want to see you. 
I want to see I could I want to see a person that I have similar things with. Right. So I resonate and I can com, um, not compare, but um, I, I feel like I have more common with you when I see you take your daughter to ice cream. Yeah. Right. Or to the splash pad or at the pool than getting on a roof 18 times a day. Mm-hmm. And so that really stuck. And so what I did was I started this combination, right? Where I, I hired a professional videographer. That makes a big difference. Okay. And then also I started mixing in more things of videos with my daughter, me out with my buddies or driving a car or vacationing. And it's amazing how, if you pay attention, right. To the algorithm yeah. and to your, your, um, audience to the engagement why am i getting more views when i'm smoking a cigar right on a patio or when i'm throwing my daughter up in the air at the park than i'm inspecting a roof why because people relate more to that right and it shows that you're a real person so i stay true to myself and that's how i started incorporating more things of like me being me yeah right i'm not like hey what could i do that would look cool even though i'm not even though this is this isn't what i do because that would be fake right in my opinion right so i don't know we're kind of going where did you, um, how did you come up with New View Roofing, <laughs> New View Nick? <laughs> Mike and I started the company and we didn't know what to name it. So we were working out at the Lifetime Fitness in McKinney, right off of 121 in Lake Forest. We were going to play racquetball and there was a nice lady that was folding towels. And I stopped and I said, ma'am, I have a question. I said, we're going to start a roofing company and we don't know what to name it. We're going to go play racquetball for like 30 minutes. We're going to come back. Give me like three names that you think would be, would, would be catchy, would people would, you know, identify with. What would be a cool name for a roofing company? So I came back after playing racquetball and I said, what'd you come up with? And she goes, thought about a couple, but I like New View. I said, why? She goes, I don't know, just like New View. It's like a new, it's a new view on the home. It could, it could, it's pretty broad. It could be a new, new view of the roof or the gutters, or you said you guys do fence work. So I don't know, just kind of a new view. So we took that. And then we came, we customized our logo, which I think I like our logo because there's a star that ties into like the design of the house. So that's how we came up with New View. Random lady, I feel Love really it. bad. Isn't that neat? <laughs> I probably should have got, I, I feel bad because I should have got her name. You didn't get her name. No. Oh, man. But that's good because I probably owe her royalty or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, aside from obviously being an entrepreneur, owning your own business, I know you have other aspirations in life. Mm-hmm. Um, Give us at least one other one that you are. At least, uh, an aspiration, like a goal? Yeah. I, l- I would definitely love to go into public speaking. Okay. Um, I would like to have different platforms, bigger audiences where I can share my story and hopefully inspire people that are looking to do anything in life that it doesn't matter anymore about your upbringing and it doesn't make a difference on if you're tall or short, if you're skinny or fat, if you're white or black, if you're Republican or Democrat, if you're gay or straight. Nothing really matters anymore. It doesn't matter about your upbringing or background or how you look. It just really matters about how, how bad you want something. And I think that I'm a testament that you don't, I'm not an advocate of not going to college, but I think I'm a testament that if you bypass college, but work 10 times as hard, right? And apply yourself and you're okay with failure, it's pretty wild what you could accomplish. So I would love to go into a public speaking arena to help, like, like I said, inspire and share my story. And I just want to keep, you know, growing and scaling the business and helping people out, expanding more markets. But um, I think a personal thing of mine is definitely going to public speaking, but just be the best version of myself I could be, best dad. Tell us a little bit about your daughter. Oh, I can't talk too much because then I'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> She's 10. Uh, my daughter's 10. She's just competitive cheer. 
Her name is Ariana. That whole competitive cheer thing, by yes. the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's yes. a different world. Yes. If I could start a business, I would definitely start a cheer gym. And Not you know, to say I still can't, but that is just like a gold mine. Because so, we well, cycle parents too, yeah. like us that'll just pay. Well, I was oh, gonna say, 400 all, bucks a month. Sure, why not? Are oh. y'all kids on the same team? No, they're in different gyms. Yeah. However, um, do they compete against each other? I don't know anything about cheer. They do, well, no, because they're on different levels. They're at the same competitions, like, but different levels. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, but before I was like, oh, cheer, it's not a sport. Man, it they are athletic. Yeah, crazy. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. No, I, it's it's true athleticism. It's true dedication. There's no lying of the work that they put in. I mean, take it from a parent that drops them off to practice, right, for hours at a time, several days a week. I mean, it's it is a grueling sport, and I like what it teaches. I try to just not get. There's a whole lot of just like anything else. Whole lot of whole lot of tea that goes on. <laughs> I would cheer. imagine. I go so. in and I put my AirPods in and just <laughs> drown everybody out. All yeah. the all the cheer moms, they're, yeah, I mean, they can get crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I, I I would love to have you come back at some point. And because I feel like you're so inspirational and you just are so grounded and easy to talk to. Um, but before I let you go, we have right. one little game that we play with all of our guests. Okay. This or that. Okay. There's So you know all the answers. Okay. And we're just going to run through this real quick before we I, wrap up. I have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> so So you just tell me this or that. Ready? Uh-huh. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Phone call or text? Text. Cardio or weights? Weights. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Pool or beach? Uh, pool, but I want to be on the beach. I want to see the beach. <laughs> you want both? Yeah. Okay, beach or mountains? Uh, beach. Football or basketball? Football. Nice car or nice home? Nice home. What's worse? Both. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse? What? What's worse? Laundry or dishes? Dishes. Jogging or hiking? Hiking. Online shopping or in a store? I like in store. Passenger or driver? Definitely driver. Car or truck? Uh, both, but truck. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Horror movie or comedy? <laughs> comedy. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> dine-in or delivery? Uh, dine-in. Sweater or hoodie? Oh, hoodie all day. You got him all right. He did? Oh, he, he passes the test. He passed. Okay, okay so the, the next question I have for you is mm -hmm. how do people find you if they're looking for you? Besides yeah. on on our podcast, yeah. how do they find you? Yeah, definitely Instagram, the biggest platform. New View Nick. New View Nick. Um, well, I am so glad that you came here today. Yeah. We would That's love good. for you to come back. I'd love to. Next time, Christine won't be so nervous. Oh, my gosh. She the it. worst. No, yeah, this is not my jam, <laughs> just so that everybody knows. Yeah. You yeah. did great. We appreciate you. Thank you for We're so joining us thank today. You. I, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Me a lot of fun. I have one more question. Yeah. All the ladies want to know. <laughs> Are you single? <laughs> we need to have a podcast just on that. I'm not single. Yeah, I you're actually not. found. Oh, you're no, taken. I actually oh. found the love of my life recently. <laughs> you have. It's funny you asked that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, well everybody knows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
the most important question was answered. Um, well, we are so glad you joined us today. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and be on the next. Uh, be on the lookout for our next episode of Spilling the LT. Thank you.